time um and my goal is to try to record these a lot more often um i am at some point going to set a calendar for myself i think uh my goal is to do multiple things uh, every month uh that become me time family time things like that um, you know, maybe at least once a month, if not twice a month, but at least once a month, trying to record a podcast, um, twice a month, uh, date night, um, you know, one or one or two nights out of a week, um, no technology, uh, maybe try to read a book over the course of every month or two months. Um, you know, just trying to specifically set up stuff that allows me to sort of take a little break from the rigors of what the school year is certainly um, ready to provide. So that's uh, that's some stuff. Maybe I'll address in the future. Maybe I'll talk <coughs> about why I want to do that stuff and what my schedule kind of looks like. Maybe that'll be the next podcast. Um, I still think I owe a running podcast. Uh, I still think I, I haven't done a running specific one, but I might be wrong. I have to go back and, and look. Um, Maybe what I'll do is as I get closer, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what this podcast about is going to be in a second, but it, just a, an idea. Maybe I'll do a, uh, a James Early preview podcast uh, as, as we get closer to James Early. Uh, maybe even a couple of special guests on that one. Uh, you know, we'll see what we can kind of pull together. Um, so uh, if you clicked on this, you probably saw me post it somewhere. So therefore, you know what this one is going to be about. Um, this is going to be about, uh, relationships and my relationship, uh, with my wife, uh, because I'm probably going to post this. I'm recording it right now on August 18th, but I'm probably going to post it on, uh, on our anniversary. Um, so that way she can maybe even the day before anniversary in case she gets a chance to listen to it on our anniversary. Um, so I might post it online um, the, the night before on September 1st, um, September 1st, because September 2nd would be our anniversary. Um, I have to make sure I don't get that wrong because that make me look bad, but sometimes I get really confused because our dating anniversary, when we were talking about, oh, hey, we've been dating for six months, that was on the first, and then Wiley's birthday is on the first, um, and then we got married on the second, so sometimes I get a little confused, but, 
Uh, one thing I am going to do also, I will post in the um, little comment thing when I do post this, is I will tell you when I'm going to skip ahead and start talking about relationships and my relationship advice, my own personal relationship advice, which may or may not actually work for your relationship. Uh, but when I'm gonna start talking about that, um, I will write when I'm gonna skip to that, so that way if you don't wanna sit and uh, sit here and listen to me talk about all this stuff about Alicia, then you can just skip to that piece. Uh, because this is uh, less a podcast and more just a message to her for our anniversary. So I guess if you want to listen to a little bit um, or all of it, you know, feel free. Um, I did jot down a couple things I wanted to mention um, so that way I didn't forget stuff. You know, I'm sure I will forget stuff. And also I'm sure I'll be a little uh, short here because I could sit here and talk about this for hours um, and I... I'm not going to sit here and record a multi-hour podcast because um, even she's probably not going to listen to that. So I'll try to keep it a little bit on the shorter side, um, but I did want to just send out a message to her on her anniversary that I love her and um, I'm so happy we are together. This is nine years, not ten years. I thought it was ten years because um, I was doing bad math in my head, uh, but I do know that we are married in 2011. I hope we were married in 2011, uh, maybe 2010. Now I can't remember. Now I should have stuck with that we were married for nine years because um, I'm second-guessing myself. I still can't do math. I'm positive we've been married for nine years. So you do the math, and you'll be able to figure out whether or not we were married in 2010 or 2011. Maybe 2012. Actually, now it could have been 2012. I think it was 2012. I think we were married September 2nd, 2012. That's what I'm going with. It's nine years. And it's 2021, therefore it must have been 2012 because I'm not that bad at math. Um, so we're going with that. So, um, but dates and things like that don't matter. Uh, all that matters is the time that you spend with the person and the love that you have for them. So uh, it's kind of like when I teach history class. I tell the kids, you know, the, the dates are relatively important. You kind of want to know this happened, then this happened afterwards. Uh, but remembering an exact date is not that important if you remember the significance of the event that you're talking about. So we'll stick with that. Um, yeah, so, so here we are. Uh, to talk about uh, what we want to talk about. She just made a little bit of noise in the kitchen, so she's about to start cooking. Um, hopefully she can't hear this podcast because that would kind of spoil some things a little bit. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll kind of just see what happens there. All right, so to get to it here, um, again, I'll, t I'll tell you in the comments, so I'm going to skip ahead here. But I, I wrote down the first thing I wanted to do was, was tell a little story about our relationship and how it got started. I was thinking about telling a story from um, almost like the story of our relationship is what I wrote down initially. But like I said, we've been married for, for nine years. We've been together uh, for 10 years. No, we've been, sorry, we've been, been together for 12 years. Um, 12 years, 2009, uh, is when I first met her. Um, so starting with that story, when I first met her, um, she, you know, she, she always likes the story. Uh, so we met, uh, at Camp Thunderbird in, in Lake Wiley, South Carolina. So Lake Wiley, that is why our son's name is Wiley. Um, and I was working at, at the summer camp 
and ended up staying on to work at the Environmental Education Center that was also located at the campground. And she was coming there uh, to work as well. Um, so she was the first person to arrive for the EEC program. I was already there because it was South Carolina. I had no place to go. And I was just hanging around the campground. Um, so she showed up and she's touring around the campground and I actually saw her walking around, but me being me, I was like, I don't really feel like talking to this person. And at that point in time, I was sitting in the community center. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but I called the community center watching Shark Tales. Uh, so I let her walk by and I watched Shark Tales and I hung around a little bit and then I walked back to the cabin where she was in and, uh, it was at that point in time, it was, uh, must've been late cause it was dark. And it was, like I said, it was August. It was August 16th, I believe. Um, but it was August and it was dark. So it must have been 9 o'clock or something like that. Um, 8, 9 o'clock. And she's unpacking and getting things ready. Um, and I knocked on the door because at that point in time, for some reason, I was feeling kind of brazen. And I was like, hey, I'm going to talk to this person. Uh, and so I did. Um, and I knocked on the door and I think I scared her and she thought I was, I was a creepy murderer, uh, but she came out anyways and we, uh, we talked for a long time, um, out in the dark. You know, I think she still thought it was kind of weird because she couldn't see my face because we were just out in the dark. Why we didn't go inside, I'm not sure, but she might have even thought that was more creepy when inside. Uh, but we stayed outside and, and we talked in the dark. Um, and yeah, and that was, that was kind of the, the, the kickoff of the whole thing. Um, you know, fast forward to the next day, I went for a run, I was foam rolling, um, and I think it was kind of an awkward thing, it was almost like the, the day after, uh, like a one night stand, and the person is still at the house, and you're like, uh, now I see you in the daylight, and I'm, uh, all, all of, like, the, I don't know, like, that. there is no, uh, the, the guard is up now, uh, because I guess it's almost like the inhibition uh, I'm going to say this wrong, but I'm thinking like in the one night stand, the, the drinking inhibition is lifted, is there, I'm, I'm not really sure, but the drinking makes it a lot easier. Um, and so our conversation was made a lot easier in the dark and then it was light and it was like, oh, what do I say to you now? Um, so we, uh, you, you, things kind of continued from there. We were living right next door to each other. So we were, we were talking a lot. We were hanging out. Um, she was driving me places. I like to say it's because she had a crush on me. Uh, realistically, she was the one there with a car and I needed things. Um, I needed a laptop and a couple other things. And so she would drive me around. Um, where we find out that she actually did love me and thought I was cute and wanted me was when she willingly drove me to a cross-country race at Winthrop University. Um, I don't know why I ran the cross-country race because it went terrible, uh, although it actually went bad in the last race that she came to me with, uh, which was like two weeks ago. Um, so weirdly enough, I'm still struggling with her. Uh, but but she went uh, She went to this cross-country race with me, never been to a cross-country race before, didn't really know much about cross-country. And was uh, tra you know running around the course, walking around the course, coming to watch it. Um, and again, that was kind of the the jumpstart of a lot of this whole thing. Um, you know, fast forward, we're still hanging out. Uh, she goes home in September, um, or goes back to Tennessee in September. I can't quite remember why, uh, but I do know that she pro again professed her love to my friends or to her friends. I think she told Beth how how infatuated she was with me. Uh, and how much of a crush she had on me. I also went home in September. I went to Justin and Kelly's wedding. Um, and I remember talking to, I believe, Sarah 
trying to figure out, you know, do I per pursue this kind of kind of where should I should I take a step forward with this? Um, and then we go back and then we uh, went on our first date. Uh, we went to a haunted house. Uh, we went on a playground, came back, watched a goofy movie um, and, and things kind of went on from there. Um, second or third date, maybe uh, we went to the Tilted Kilt. Uh, we were going out to, to we were going to the movies and we had to go someplace to eat first. So I, um, smartly enough, was like, "Hey, Irish food, fish. I like fish. Let's go to the Tilted Kilt." Uh, we show up at the Tilted Kilt. Come to find out that the Tilted Kilt is basically an Irish Hooters, um, and on a Sunday. So here we are on one of our first dates. And there are girls sc scantily clad, um, and there's football games on TV. Um, and I was just trying to make sure that that was not our last date. Uh, so we, uh, yeah, things kind of keep going from there. Um, I remember uh, being in my own cabin uh, when we were at camp, which I wasn't in my own cabin very much because pretty much I was at her cabin all the time hanging out. Uh, watching TV, watching movies, just doing things, um, and she was doing the bug song, and um, for for the the campers that were there, and at at that point in time, I was like, all right, I I'm I'm into this girl. Um, that was kind of the 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 click in my head that said, all right, like I'm gonna I want to see sort of where this goes. I really like this girl, um, and then things kind of continued from there. Me teaching her the hoe down, throw down. Um, us just, um, us going trick-or-treating, uh, before we kind of officially became girlfriend and boyfriend. Um, I think I was Quail Man, and she was, oh, I was just looking at this picture. Um, I'm going to blank on what she was. I was Quail Man. Um, but yeah, just us going trick-or-treating, trying to hide the fact that we were in our 20s, um, yeah, and just just lots of, of fun things uh, up until where we uh, finally became boyfriend girlfriend. Uh, watching um, a movie on Halloween uh, under um, uh, under a tent in the, you know a fort a fort in the the living room, and uh, yeah, and I asked her and and she said yes and. Um, strangely enough, I actually slept in her bed that night. I can't remember if that was the first night I slept in her bed or not. Um, but then we woke up the next morning and she watched the New York City Marathon with me. So again, a, another winner in that, that situation. Um, yeah, uh, and, and that was kind of the, the beginning of it all. So that's, um, that's just a little walk down memory lane kind of thing. Oh, uh, no, that, okay. Sorry about that. I was trying to, uh, to, oh, I think I might have actually done a new thing. That's not good. Um, this might be a two-parter. Um, that, actually, that, that works out perfectly. So I, um, hit the wrong button, and I think I've turned this into a new recording, but that's great, because I'm going to transition. This is a new paragraph. Now I'm just going to talk about things that I love about her, um, and things that have been good in our relationship. Um, these are basically the things that I, I should have said, uh, when we got married. Uh, well, I didn't know all these things when we got married. Um, I've, I've learned more of these things as time has, has gone on. Uh, but these are the things I should have said. Um, and in my mind, 
when we got married and we were doing our vows, I thought, oh, perfectly fine. Like, I am in love with this woman. She so many great things. Um, I know exactly what I can say. And then we got up there and we are in front of a church full of people. Um, and my mind went blank. Um, and I said some things I wanted to say. And I definitely didn't say things, other things I wanted to say. And that may be one of the biggest regrets of our relationship, uh, simply because the fact that her vows were so good, and in my head, my vows were going to be good, and then I just froze and blanked, and they were not nearly as telling as I would have liked them to be. Uh, so maybe these can be kind of a little bit version of those vows now. Um, so... I basically just wrote down a bunch of things that I love about her um, and it was the first it was the stuff that popped into my head um, and so I don't these are not in any order um, but they just the first things that popped into my head um, so the very first thing that I wrote down was that she oh man I might have messed it up again All right, we'll see. Hopefully not. Um, but the the first thing I wrote down is that she loves boy bands with me. She lets me love boy bands. She enjoys boy bands with me. Well, we go to the Backstreet Boy concert. Um, you know, she is my my boy band best friend, um, and and I need a boy band best friend in my life. Um, and that's that's been one of the greatest parts of our relationship. Just the the uni unification of our love of boy bands, which I probably um, have added a little bit of um, that to her. You know, I, I think I've, I've rubbed off a little bit on, of, I've, I've rubbed a little bit of myself on her in, the, in that situation. Um, but having someone to, to dance with you and, and twirl around um, and sing at the top of their lungs uh, has been a, a fantastic thing. Um, and in addition to that, you know, if I go along with the boy band thing in terms of dancing, twirling around, um, she understands that I'm going to make a fool out of myself at a wedding. Uh, I'm going to dance like no one is watching. Um, I'm probably going to drink too much, which is going to lead me to dance like no one is watching. Uh, and she's totally okay with that. Um, she, uh, it, I, I don't know if embraces is right, but like, um, it, it's very interesting to go from a spot where when she met me, I didn't drink at all to now I very rarely drink, but I drink a ton when I go to weddings. Um, and I just hang out on the dance floor and in my mind, am the king of the dance floor. And I've yet to see a video of me at a wedding, uh, which is probably a good thing because, I understand that I totally do not look like I am the king of the dance floor out there when that's happening. Um, but whether it be Whitney Houston or the Backstreet Boys um, or any, any boy band, uh, you know, no matter what it is, um, she is right out there with me, dancing, having a good time. Um, you know, she she is my my boy band buddy. She's my wedding buddy. Um, you know, she is uh, kind of my, my ride or die out there. 
so that's that's something that we we have in common that um, that we have a lot of fun with that we uh, really kind of helps helps unite us you know I think we both get really excited for weddings because we have a lot of fun at them uh, we know that we're just going to to be fools out there uh, especially now with having Wiley um, going to weddings and and being able to just go out there is really a great time for us to escape and just kind of remember sort of those, those fun loving times carefree times uh, when we first start dating and when we were first married um, my next thing that I wrote down on my list um, is she supports my running. Uh, and I write this down to her all the time to thank her to support my running. Um, it's, it's a very different story when we first started dating. And I was running a ton. Um, I was running 80, 90, 100 miles a week when we first started dating. Um, but we were just dating, right? We, we, it wasn't super serious. We didn't have a kid. We weren't married. I didn't have a draining job. Uh, we didn't have a mortgage. Um, I would run, she'd go off and do whatever she wanted to do. She could go read, she could go work out, she could do whatever she wanted to do. I'd come back and we'd get to hang out. Um, and then life was, life was really simple then, uh, when we were at Thunderbird, um, you know, not having to do work at night. Uh, I, I very much miss those days. Uh, but being able to kind of do our own thing, then come back and, and watch movies and, and just have a good time and go out. Um, not have to worry about a kid, um, it, all, all wonderful things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, thing, things are super different now. Uh, we do have the kid, but we do have uh, work to do. Uh, we do have jobs and pressures and houses to take care of and, and all this sort of stuff. And I'm not running 90 miles a week, but at this point in time, I'm, I'm running 50 miles a week. Um, and as much as I hear kind of random songs and I get goosebumps and, and hope and pray that I'm going to be good at running, uh, whatever good at running means to me, um, I haven't really quite figured out what that line is when I'm actually going to say, hey, like I'm actually kind of good at this thing. Um, if we're honest with ourselves, I'm not going to hit that line. Uh, one, because I'm probably never going to be satisfied. And two, uh, I'm not getting faster. Um, I, I might get faster in some things at some points in times. Um, I'm never going to achieve the level of running that I hoped I would achieve. Um, and with us having a kid, uh, it, it's not easy. I, I can't, it's very difficult for me to wake up in the morning before work to go run. Um, I tried it for a while uh, because if, if I'm going to be a family man and be a teacher, it's too hard to wake up in the morning to run. Uh, because my schedule essentially, if I wake up at my normal time, I wake up, I eat, I get dressed, I go to work, I go, I do work, I come back, or I, I coach afterwards, um, I pick up Wiley, I eat dinner, I hang out with Wiley, I hang out with Alicia, I do homework, or I do, I do, I grade stuff, I do my, my class, my teaching stuff, I go to bed. Um, and, and by the time I'm able to do all that, it's usually about 11 o'clock um, and I just can't wake up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm not going to be able to function in running, in teaching, and being a family guy. I can't consistently get five and a half hours of sleep a night. Some people can do it. Um, I can't. I would get sick. I'd get hurt. I'd get uh, aggravated really easy. I wouldn't be a good dad. Um, and so a lot of times my running now consists of either at practice or right when I get back from practice and that cuts in to family time. It cuts in to me being dad time. Uh, because I, I come back, 
uh, from work and why I should be helping Alicia with Wiley because she's tired from work too, I go run. Um, and she has to sit there and cook and take care of Wiley um, at the same time till I get back. Um, and she doesn't complain. She, she doesn't ever say anything. Um, she comes to my races. Uh, she, she cheers for me when I'm coming down the, the straightaway. She probably cheered a little bit louder when I used to win races. I think she got a lot more excited when I'd pop out of the woods and I was in first place. Uh, but she still cheers nonetheless. And, um, and yeah, you know, she, she never, never has anything bad to say about my running. Um, it, it's just, you know, I, I don't know if I could put my best foot forward without her because sometimes I I would always run but there's still part of me that wants to be good at it and with some of the roadblocks I've had I don't know how invigorated I would be to still get better if it wasn't for her um, continuing the, the support she has um, she supports my love for Duke um, and I gotta try and keep this thing a little bit shorter here um, but yeah the I have this irrational um, love for Duke basketball. And I think everyone's probably listening to this podcast knows this. So I'm not going to go that much into it. Um, she, she buys me Duke stuff. She knows that I have my man cave. Um, when, when Duke is on, um, she goes down, she, she lets me watch it. Um, she knows not to talk while I'm watching Duke. Um, you know, she, it's just like, I understand that my fandom, I guess we can call it, is is very much over the top. Um, and, and I get overly emotional and I get very angry when Duke loses. Um, and, and I go through a lot of roller coaster up and down that I really shouldn't do over a college basketball game. Um, and, and she is always by my side, always supportive. Uh, she is the one that planned a trip for us to go to Durham. Uh, she's the one that um, you know took a, took us around that that brought us to Duke University um, to to go see everything. Um, you know that it's just she understands something that many people could never understand, and and I try to not be as big of a fan as I am uh, but she she really just lets me be me um, and I'm very appreciative of that uh, next thing I have on my list um, again not in a real order here uh, but she helped me with my eating disorder uh, I've done a podcast on my eating disorder and um, I it, it's re I remember telling her uh, because I almost had to um, I remember hanging out with her at, in, in her cabin when we were at Thunderbird, what, you know, kind of first month we we're dating, second month we we're dating. And I just remember because at that point in time, I had switched more to binge eating. I'd moved away from anorexia and I, I've, I've gone on a binge eating and, but I was still very, very, I was binge eating because I couldn't eat in front of people. And I was running 90 miles a week, and so I needed to eat, but I, I couldn't eat in front of people. And so I remember hanging out with her and just being very, very scared to eat in front of her. And she'd go to the bathroom or something like that. She'd go into her bedroom real quick, and I'd run into the, the pantry, and I, I'd eat something. Um, and 
and just being absolutely uh, embarrassed of it. There, there was one time where I still remember this day because I'm still, I still deal with these eating issues, and and this, this was like mortifying for me. And I don't know, I, I never told her, and I'm sure she won't listen to this, but maybe I should tag her in this and and apologize. Um, because I, I feel like I don't know. Maybe she thought. Maybe she knew it was me. This was a like a really terrible experience in, in my mind. But I don't know. Um, I one of her roommates um, ended up, uh, which I should kind of mark when this is in the thing. She's not going to want to listen to this whole thing probably. But like twenty eight minutes in or so, I'll make a, a note of that. Um, where is it at here? Um, one of her roommates had uh, these rainbow cookies. You know the um the cookies with like different layers and stuff like that and i think she had gotten them from like a a, a family member or something like that from from new york um and it, i was going through one of my things again where i um just i, I couldn't be around people and i was binge eating and stuff and there, there was no one around or someone went somewhere and I'd eaten one of her cookies. I'd eaten half of a cookie or something. I think I may have had half of it, like broken in half or something. Um, and she was, was rightly upset because it was her food. Um, and, and less upset, I think, that someone ate her food and more upset that, like, no one asked her, like, hey, could I, you know, eat this? You know, it, it's your thing. Do you mind if I have one of your cookies? Um, and, and wanted to know who it was. And obviously it had to be someone we worked with and no one fessed up because it was me. So, and I didn't fess up. So no one else said anything. And, uh, but I just couldn't, like I, I, it, it would have to, to admit that it was me would have admitted to everyone how afraid I was to have any relationship with food. Um, and there's a lot of other stories I had about that. One time we were building a gingerbread house, but this this isn't a podcast for that. I, I really struggled when I was in South Carolina with food um, because I just it, it closed me off to people. Same thing as like when I was in college, it just closed me off to people. Um, but anyways, um, I, I had to confront that because I was hanging out with Lucy all the time and I, I would have starved myself to death if, if I didn't tell her. Um, and I just remember us having a really good conversation about it, taught, eating some ice cream, um, and, and she was the one person that knew, um, and she was the, you know, she was always, not only was she accepting of it, but I became so comfortable with her that for the most part, I was, I was able to get out of my head. Um, I was able to, uh, be more comfortable eating, uh, in front of her, um, it, go out to eat with her, cook for her, snack with her. Um, I, I think my comfort with her in that regard um, allowed me to stay in South Carolina and allowed me to develop a relationship with her. You know, if I, if I wasn't able to have that comfort with her, um, I, I would have, uh, I don't know how bad I would have gotten. I, I would have gotten pretty bad. Um, and, and maybe either ended up back in Massachusetts or ended up in a hospital. I don't know. Um, and so she, she's always been a very big help with that. Um, and I know it's frustrating with her sometimes because, like I said, I still have these issues. Um, and we'll go out to eat sometimes. And I either won't eat because 
I'm just having a day where I'm just nervous to eat around people um, or I won't eat because I'm too nervous to spend money on it. Um, and I know it's extremely frustrating for her to deal with the fact that, you know, we, we can be in nice situations like at restaurants or holidays and I won't eat something because I either just am in a day where I'm, I'm paranoid that people are looking at me or I'm just too paranoid to spend money. Um, and she, she puts up with it and a lot of people want it. Um, so she is an amazing friend to me and her friends, um, obviously to me, but especially to her friends. Uh, Alicia is one of the, the nicest people you ever meet. Um, she remembers all her friends' birthdays. She sends them stuff for, for their birthdays. She calls them. Um, she is just the, the, the best friend that you could have. She just remembers everything. Uh, she's so giving. Um, and this goes back to when she knew her friends in high school and college, you know, she's always the one driving around everywhere. She's always the one taking care of people. Uh, she's always the one that can remember everything. Um, you know, she just gives and gives and gives. And, and I wish me and everyone else could just give her more because she, she just gives so much and she cares so much and she thinks so much about people and her friends. Um, and I just always want her to know that you know, I see it. Like I see how good of a friend she is and, and how, um, and how thankful all of her friends should be. Um, she's super smart. Uh, Alicia is very, very smart. Um, her friends that I was just talking about call her Britannica or they have a nickname for her Britannica. Um, there might be an inside joke there as well, but I think part of it also goes to the fact that she just is crazy smart and that is, is one of the things that really attracted me to her. Um, I personally think she should travel for Jeopardy uh, because her mind is just like, not only is it like a trap that she can just remember everything, but she likes to learn, she likes to watch videos about stuff. Um, she's just super, super smart. Um, and, and I think it's a big turn on. Um, I, I love that basically it's like a personal Google um, that I can just ask her stuff and, and she knows things. Um, and I'm always, I always just think it's crazy how much she does know. Um, and I don't think she realizes how smart she is because uh, she'll downplay it sometimes. But she's just, um, I mean, she's the smartest person I know by far. Um, and, and again, I, I don't think she also realizes that it, it's a turn on as well. Um, you know, I, I'm am very attracted to her, to her because of how smart she is. Um, great cook. Uh, I, I think everyone knows this, but not only a great cook, but also like really, uh, adventurous cook. She likes to try new things. Um, she, she likes to, um, just be, be adventurous and stuff. And, and she's just an awesome cook. Um, everything tastes great. Uh, to tie this in, one thing I wrote down a little bit later, um, she makes feasts for all the big sporting events and wrestling events. So everything that I um, get really excited about, she'll make a menu for it and, and theme stuff. You know, she'll make like Vince. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the stuff that she's called it before. Um, like um, like when we eat like chicken, let's say she'd make like a Vince McNugget for Vince McMahon. Um, just you know, fun little stuff where she gets really excited when we, when we have Super Bowl parties and, and New Year's Eve, um, you know, she just loves to make stuff and I love to eat and it just, it works out really well. You know, it, it, it's exciting. It, it's fun. Um, and it tastes good. You know, we just had this awesome, uh, smorgasbord stuff, 
for a date night the other day. She made all this vegan stuff. She got this vegan cheese and crackers and made these meatballs and everything was just delicious. And it's just, um, yeah, again, a, a ton of, ton of fun. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I won't explain this one too much, but we did just go camping and I wrote down she camps with me even though it seems to rain all the time. Um, it seems like whenever me and her go rain or uh, camping, it always rains. This time it actually didn't, although it was going to rain um, and we ended up leaving the night before. Uh, but yeah, it just seems like it rains all the time, but she, um, thankfully she's there because I can't camp. You know, I can't cook the food. I can't start a fire. Um, I can't pack well. I can't put up a tent. So essentially without her, I wouldn't go camping because I can I can sleep and uh, I can I can toast a marshmallow, but I, I can't do much else. Um, she she, uh, she can't win a don't laugh challenge, so we watched this these react videos on YouTube, um, and they have like uh, they're don't laugh challenges. They're like uh, maybe they are don't laugh challenges. Don't smile or something like that. Um, and she, uh, she just thinks things are funny. She's got a great sense of humor, um, and she, she laughs a lot, and, and it makes me smile. Uh, some of the stuff she laughs at, I just, I just don't think is funny, uh, but, but she thinks some things are so funny, and it just gets me going. Um, uh, kind of along those same lines, uh, she gets really excited during sporting events, and it, it's funny. We were watching the Olympics, and she was saying, eh, you know, I don't care that much about the Olympics because I, I can't really get that excited to watch um, games anymore or like, like sports anymore. She's like, I just don't get that into it. Um, I don't, I don't seek it out. I don't really get excited for it. Uh, but every time I have a sports game on, uh, you know, like even if it's a, a sports game, we both don't care about if it's a close game, she'll just like shriek really loud at, at something that, that happens. Like she'll jump up like when we're watching like the world cup or, um, uh, the euros and it, it was penalty shots and stuff. You know, like we, we don't even have a dog in the fight and she just gets so excited uh, about watching the sporting thing, uh, which is why she can't watch the Duke games with me because she gets too excited um, and that breaks my superstition and that's why she kind of is banned. But I, I did try this past year to like lower key Duke games to allow her to like watch. Um, so I, I'm trying to make progress there. But it, yeah, it, it's really cute how, um, how excited she gets. Uh, it, it just makes me really happy when I see um, her just kind of jump out of her seat because something's happening. Um, she's a great mother. Uh, awesome mother to Wiley. Uh, loves him. Uh, reads to him at night. Uh, he loves her. Obviously, he picks her to read to him and to put him to bed. Um, he gets this this summer um you know she works until about three o'clock and it's me and him at home and at 10 o'clock he'd be like is it three o'clock yet 12 o'clock is it three o'clock yet when's mommy coming home when's mommy coming home uh and then three o'clock hits he's like it's three o'clock is mom coming home uh it's three o'clock where's mom and eventually she comes home and he gets so excited he runs upstairs and he gives her a big hug um you know he loves her so much and she just you know she cares about him so much and yeah, she just like watching her with him and how much she loves him and knowing how much she went through to give birth to him and carry him. Um, you know, she's just a, a fantastic mom uh, and, and we're super lucky to have her. Um, you know, she just she spends so much time thinking and worrying and loving him. Uh, we're super, super grateful. Um, he's, he's just a lucky kid. I'm a lucky guy to, to have her.
Um, and last thing I wrote down uh, was that she is a big family woman. Uh, one thing that I love about her is that she um, loves her loves her family, uh, both her immediate family and extended family. She loves her mom. She loves her sister. Loves her dad. Um, loves her cousins, her aunts. Uh, she remembers birthdays of these people. Like loves going to family reunions. It's just completely different than than like my family atmosphere um, in terms of extended family. You know, uh, she is very close with her cousins and, and aunts and uncles and grandparents, um, and you know, not just mom, dad, sister, things like that. Um, like I have my family. Um, it's just it it's always really cool to go visit her family um i always feel really lucky to go visit her family they're very welcoming they, they've accepted me in right from the get-go um I, yeah it's just it it's a very warm atmosphere when i when i go in and and i'm with her family um but but she just loves them so much um they, they're so important to her and and i i think that's great i think it's amazing um, I love that she loves them. It, it's it's really really cool to see, um, it and and her family's great, uh, it, both immediate and extended. They're, again, they're so welcoming. They're so much fun, um, and and she's a family woman to my family, uh, to to me, to to Wiley, to my parents, to my sister. Um, she remembers everyone's birthday. She buys all the presents, Christmas, birthday, uh, whatever it may be. Um, she buys the presents. She remembers everything that's happening. Um, she she hangs out with my parents. Um, she she is much better with my family than I am with her family in terms of showing uh, or, uh, showing a visible good relationship. Um, you know, I very much would like to to show a good visible relationship with her family. I struggle with it. I don't know why I struggle with it. I reached out to her mom and sister last time we were in Tennessee, um, and I wish I was better at, at showing uh, how much I enjoy them and being around them and hanging out with them. Um, and I, for some reason, I, I am just really bad at it. I, I really don't know why. Um, I, I wish I did uh, because she deserves better. They deserve better. I, for some reason, I'm just bad at it. I, I, I don't know why. Um, and she's not, though. She, she shows my parents uh, appreciation and love and, and hangs out with them. Um, and, and she's really great. Uh, she's awesome, awesome family person. So uh, that brings us to uh, about 42 minutes in here. Uh, brings us to the relationship advice. Um, and again, this is just stuff I've noticed in my time with her. I'll try to keep this part a little bit short. Um, and this is stuff that I think is good in relationship and you may think as well. Um, the first one is maybe an obvious one. Uh, again, these are just orders in order of stuff I kind of thought in my head. Uh, it's find your own alone time. Um, it, you know, we all need alone time, uh, whether that means one of you takes a kid or another one doesn't. Um, you know, my alone time, sometimes at nighttime, it's everyone else goes to bed and I stay up. Uh, but again, she lets me watch wrestling. I'm going Saturday night to go watch uh, wrestling with a friend. Um, she, I just had a game night with some friends the other day, uh, over zoom. Um, she, she understands, uh, alone time is porn. I understand alone time is porn. And I think you, you need that alone time for not so much to get alone from the other person, but we all remember when we were, you know, 12, 15, 20, who, who knows how old. And it was a long day 
and you just laid down the couch and like watched a movie. Um, and there's that feeling of like, oh, it's so good to relax. And you can't always do that with another person. Um, you can 100% relax with another person, but you can't always feel exactly the same in the moment as you did when it was just you. Um, and it's hard to kind of fully explain, but we all need that because we all need that kind of moment where we just breathe. Um, and so, yeah, finding your own alone time, um, being with each other without technology. This is obviously a big one. This is obviously a hard one uh, because we're all warped into our technology. I wish it wasn't the case. I wish you could get away from it. Uh, but it's true. We're, we're, we all have that technology and it, it's important that you have once a week, once a month, whatever it is, you watch a movie and no one goes on their phone. You play a board game, no one goes on their phone. You go into bed together and just lay there and talk to each other uh, without the TV on. Uh, it, it's important to have that time with each other without technology um, to just be with each other, even if you don't talk. Um, one big thing that I always try to work on, and I do good sometimes, sometimes I don't, but I do think it's really important is to hug or kiss when you see the other person after work. Um, if you're living with that person and they come home or you come home, give them a hug. Um, you don't have to say anything. It doesn't have to be anything long, but give them a hug. It, like it, it shows something. It transfers something. It feels good to, to come home from a busy day and then not just be busy again. right? Don't just say, oh, I'm exhausted. Let me put the TV on. Give that person a hug. It really does matter. Um, having tough conversations with someone, um, you know, making sure that uh, you are willing to kind of open up and talk about things that are on your mind. This is extremely tough, and I think it's extremely tough. And I'll give you an example in our relationship. I think it's extremely tough because people think you have a tough conversation. It's an argument. And Alicia and I, I don't think I've ever had an argument, at least from the standpoint of we have certainly 100% never raised our voices at each other, that nothing even close to that. I don't think we've ever even considered raising our voices at each other. Um, but there are sometimes we talk about things that, that are tough conversations and one of us is uncomfortable or maybe we're both uncomfortable um, and it's, it's not an easy thing to talk about. And I think people are so afraid that if you talk about the tough stuff, it's going to make things bad. Um, but one of you is going to go crazy if you don't talk about it. Um, you can't let it weigh on you. You don't have to bring up every last little thing. Um, but if there's something on your mind, the other person should respect you enough, even if it's hard for them, to listen to it. So that way it just doesn't drive you insane. Um, include them in stuff that you like. Um, you know, again, for me, maybe, maybe it was the Backstreet Boys. Uh, it was running for a while, right? Alicia, um, started to run and, and she wasn't thrilled with it, but she did a half marathon. Um, and, and that was something big that, um, it's something I included her in something that I was passionate about. So she became passionate about it. Um, I, I think it's important that you, um, you don't just have you stuff, like we stuff and me stuff. I think you, you have we stuff, me stuff, and then the next point, the last one I'm going to get to is you have stuff that becomes we stuff that wasn't either of your stuff. For us, it was 
bed and breakfast, going to bed and breakfast on trips. Uh, it was hiking. It was becoming vegan. It was it was a bonding thing that we did together that neither one of us really did before. Um, and it was something that, that we could find that was like, okay, you have your alone time. We have stuff that we do together. Oh, you like to do that, right? You like to uh, play trivia games. You like to play board games. Uh, you like to watch YouTube stuff. Well, maybe we could do that together, right? And it's finding that stuff that, that one person likes and bringing it together. But it's also finding stuff that's, that's about you guys, right? Something that isn't just, hey, we do this together. It's we discover this together. And, and this is us, right? Like this is an Alicia and Dave thing. Uh, this, this is our couple thing. Um, and I think those things are important because they almost give you like an identity. Um, you know, like what, like, what are we, like, what do we like to do? You know, what, what's something that, that we're passionate about? Because when all else fails, right, as you get older and you're in a relationship for longer, there's going to be some things that might get dry, right? There's going to be some things that you just don't want to share with each other anymore. And so it's kind of one of those things. It's like, all right, like it's date night. Well, what can we do? Oh, well, like this is something that we we have done all the time, right? Like it, it's finding like those things that you as a couple really enjoy to do. Um, so that's last bit of my advice. I'm sure, like I said, I could talk about her for much longer than this. I could tell way more stories. I think I, I originally had written down a bunch of stories about when we first started dating um, that I could go on forever. Maybe I'll do like a podcast with her sometime where we just talk about those stories. Um, but I could have talked for hours just about before we even became married. Um, and then certainly hours after that. Um, but again, I, I just want to share, this is just a quick little thing that I wanted to put out to tell her I love her, um, that I'm so happy we've been married for nine years, that I'm so happy we've been dating for 12 years, um, that she is my everything. Um, she is the what I think about all the time when I'm at work, I want to come home to cuddle with her. Uh, when she's at work, I want her to come home to cuddle with her. When I'm watching a movie, I turn it off because I want to watch the movie with her. Um, she is just, she makes me so happy. Um, and she, she's just the one that I want to experience life with. Um, you know, I, I know there's so much more in the rest of my life that I'm going to get to do so much more I'm going to get to see. And I can never imagine doing those things and seeing those things without her. Um, so uh, that is it. Hopefully I didn't mess up this podcast too much on some of the things where I tried to stop it. Um, I will try to post more often. This wasn't terribly long, so uh, maybe some of you are going to listen to it. But if not, um, I love you, Alicia. Happy anniversary. And uh, until the next one. All right.